The scripture reading this morning is from uh, Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 through 22. Um, your uh, Pew Bible has it on page 53, and this morning I'm reading from the message. Uh, it so happened that after Pharaoh released the people, God didn't lead them by the road through the land of the Philistines, which was the shortest route. For God thought, if the people encounter war, they'll change their minds and go back to Egypt. So God led the people on the wilderness road, looping around to the Red Sea. The Israelites left Egypt in military formation. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the Israelites solemnly swear to do it, saying, God will surely hold you accountable, so make sure you bring my bones from here with you. They moved on from Succoth and then camped and eat them on the edge of the wilderness. God went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud during the day to guide them on the way, and at night in a pillar of fire to give them light. Thus they could travel both day and night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never left the people. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Thank you, Andy. Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, remind us as your people in this world today that you lead us. Lead us with a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire of a real presence in our lives and in the life of this world and help us to trust that presence and to hear and seek your truth in the word, in hymns, in prayers, and in worship. Amen. Again, from that text, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never, never left the people. The undiscovered country, the undiscovered country, who here has heard that turn of phrase? Has anyone? Okay. It's not that familiar. It comes from Shakespeare's Hamlet, is right in the middle of the famous to be or not to be speech. Prince Hamlet is tortured of mind, consumed with the question of whether or not to seek revenge against his uncle, who murdered Hamlet's father and stole the throne. Hamlet wrestles with what to do and the fate of his soul in the next life. And so he says, but that the dread of something after death the undiscovered country from whose place no traveler returns. It puzzles the will. Hamlet's undiscovered country is, of course, the afterlife, a place we humans, of course, will only know, can only know, when our time on this earth is up. The undiscovered country, it is a mystery. No one on this side of that journey can say what awaits on the other side of that journey. Hence this notion of an undiscovered country. It's a powerful description of certain times in our mortal lives when, when we might have no idea what lies ahead. As we take a brand new road in our life's journey, we cannot know what tomorrow will bring because it is an undiscovered country. 
We can't understand there until we are there. And I have to say, there are many undiscovered countries, times in our lives when we won't know what the future will bring. I think of grief, our response to the loss of a loved one that Hamlet spoke of. In the last months of my father's life, I asked my spiritual director, Anthony, who'd recently lost his dad, what that experience was like, what I should expect to lose a parent. He said to me, John, I can't tell you. You won't know what it is until you get there. My experience of loss is no doubt very different from yours. You'll find out for yourself when it is time. And when I did get to that undiscovered country, Anthony was right. Nothing could prepare me for it. I had to just go through it in faith, in patience with God, with my family. You know, undiscovered countries aren't always so sad. Think of becoming a new parent, a mom or a dad, for the very first time. Do you remember? Friday night, I had dinner with a wonderful 30-something couple, Michael and Bailey. She sings with me in my community choir, and I did their wedding. Three months ago, a little baby named Iris June came into their lives, a bundle of joy, a bundle of life that is forever changing their lives from the moment that she arrived. So for three hours over dinner, they spoke almost nonstop (laughs) about all of the amazing and head-spinning and beautiful and difficult life changes that they'd already experienced in just three months. Midnight feedings and little or no sleep and worrying about her when they were not with her and seeing her smile for the first time and giggle and hurting with her when she got her first vaccine shot and knowing that post-Iris life, their life would never, ever be the same again. Do people understand that? That is an undiscovered country. Kids or getting married or facing a health challenge or retiring We're starting a brand new job. Life really is a series of journeys to undiscovered countries. And this is an adventure, and this is exciting, and this is scary, and this is what it means to be alive and to be human. Friends, for the last two years, a group of church members, the 2020 Committee, has been meeting monthly and working with a church consultant and with all of you to think about the undiscovered country that lies ahead for our church for Pilgrim Church, really for all churches in the years ahead. We seek to discern with God and each other just where God is calling us to be church, to do church, in the incredibly fast-changing world and culture that we find ourselves living within. Because I have to tell you, friends, to do church in 2018, to do church these days, it is an undiscovered country. Just think about these cultural truths. Weekends, the notion of one day of culture, wide Sabbath. Friends, that no longer exists. Not at all. Sunday is just as busy as any other day. Or take our smartphones. It might feel like we've had them forever, but we've only had them since 2007. Think of that, just 12 years. In that short time... We've come to see that these devices often rule our lives, unlike any other gadget in recent history or 
Take social media. This is radically redefining community, what it means to be with each other. Take culture-wide support of religious institutions. We have to admit that faith in church has eroded. As scandals have hit the Catholic Church, as religion has gotten sucked into the ugly world of partisan politics, take identification with the faith tradition. The number of folks ages 18 to 29 who now claim no religious affiliation, the so-called nuns, N-O-N-E-S, that number has quadrupled to 40% of that age group in just 30 years. As the author Todd Bollinger writes in his book, Canoeing the Mountains, a book that many of us in church leadership are reading together, the world in front of us is nothing like the world behind us. Do you hear that? The world in front of us is nothing like the world behind us. In other words, the world ahead that we seek to serve as church is nothing like the world that we served 12 or 20 or even just 30 years ago. Thus, our journey as a church into an undiscovered country, which we have to say it's actually pretty common among people of faith. Take the Hebrews that we read of in today's passage. They are leaving Egypt. They cannot go back there. They are going into a wilderness towards the promised land. That's a place promised to them by God, but a place that they have no idea what it'll be like. But as the story notes, God, God goes with them by day and by night in a pillar of cloud by fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. Most important, God never, ever, ever leaves them. God is familiar, faithful in the familiar, and God is faithful in all of our undiscovered countries. Friends, the world may change, but God's love and presence, friends, that never changes. So as we move ahead, I want us to remember that we have God and that we have each other. Can I get an amen for that? We have God and we have each other. Therefore, we can travel to this undiscovered country in hope. Will that be easy? No. I have to say, friends, as a pastor of almost 30 years, it's hard to have to adapt to this brave new world. I just want to do things like I've always done them, but I can't. As church, it is hard to change. We are an institution that is built on tradition, on stability, and on staying while others come and go. But friends, the gospel and the love and the hope we offer to each other in the world, that will never, ever change. But what must change is how we serve the world. That is our undiscovered country. And I need to remind you that Pilgrim Church has done it before, bravely and boldly walked into an undiscovered country. It's in our church DNA. Now, this is some church history you might not know. In 1830, we got into a theological argument across the street and up the hill with our fellow members in the Unitarian Church. We Trinitarians wanted to be those who affirmed God as three persons, hence Trinitarian, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so a group of us left that church, walked down the hill, and built this church from the ground up. And then in 1941, our church closed up shop and got remarried to the folks, guess where? 
up the hill. Two Protestant churches in town was just not economically viable. And then in 1961, we marched back down the hill, okay, for a second time, again in an argument over theology. And we reopened Pilgrim Church. We got the pews out of storage. We purchased a new organ. We started with nothing more than a handful of folks and faith in God and faith in each other. And here we are, 57 years later. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So it kind of puts our own current challenges into perspective. So here is my truth, one I believe with all my heart and soul after having been blessed to serve you as pastor for almost 12 years. Friends, with God and with each other, we can do it. We can do it. We can adapt and change to serve the undiscovered country that we are entering to move into the wilderness we find ourselves traveling through. We have the folks, so many of you, who are committed and generous and faithful and loving. And of course, we always have our God who has been with us, who is with us, who will be with us into 2020 and beyond. Our undiscovered country calls forth to us. It is time to go. It will be scary and it will be an adventure. There will be detours, but we've got God and we've got each other. And that is really all we need for the journey. Let all God's pilgrims say, Amen.